Hey, Luke, have you been looking for a new Daily Fantasy Sports app? You know, I have really been jonesing for one. I got the perfect one for you, Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new DFS app for prop bets. They have streamlined the drafting process and eliminated the need to do unnecessary hours of research by using only top-tier athletes. Instead of the traditional salary cap format, you build your lineup around a list of prop bets. For each contest, you need to choose 10 of the 20 prop bets plus two ice picks that protect you from any late scratches or postponed games. Each unique prop has an over and under point value assigned to it, and you will be rewarded that point value if that prop is correct. For example, your man, Mookie Betts, will he have over or under one and a half RBIs? The less likely the prop is to occur, the more points the choice will be worth, and you build your team score around the amount of correct props you select. Got that? I got it. All right, so go check out Thrive Fantasy. If you use the promo code, Bring in the heat, or bring the heat, B-R-I-N-G-T-H-E-H-E-A-T. When you sign up, they will match your first deposit of up to $10. So you deposit $10, you have $20 to play with now. Go check it out. I know that we've already had some people reach out to us about their success. They've won some of their latest, uh, I would say, bets. So go check it out. That's Thrive Fantasy, one of the best and newest Uh, daily fantasy sports apps out there this podcast is also brought to you by the performance strength academy located on route 130 south in bordertown new jersey the psa offers a wide variety of packages from boot camps to personal training one-on-one to elite athlete training to even offering nutritional guidelines whatever you're looking for they offer it they currently have professional baseball players under there uh, that compete at all levels of the minor leagues indie ball and have even seen time at the major league level they also have recently welcomed former ufc fighter ricardo almeida to the psa family there at the psa their main goal is to better everyone's health wellness throughout weight training which is based around each individual's unique goals both of their trainers have college baseball experiences at two of the most well-known schools in the tri-state and solid backgrounds in health and wellness in the health and wellness field you can check them out at uh, on Instagram at the Performance Strength Academy or find them on Facebook. And if you have any interest, uh, you can give them a call at 609-433-9022 or through email. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bringing the Heat podcast. It is episode 47, and it's your host, Zach. And back with me again is Luke. Luke, how's it going? Hi, everybody. Been a while. I feel like I have you on, like, now at once every... It's been a while since I've been... (laughs) You did this last time. (laughs) Yeah, you did that last time, too. That should be a reoccurring thing. Um, I'll just skip... So yeah, it's been it's been like two weeks since we did a podcast last because last week we had the the interview, but um, just 
starting things off, what do you think about uh, Alexander Gustafson retiring? Oh, thank God. Really? Nah, I mean, it don't really bother me. I mean, I wasn't really ever a fan of him. Uh, was he a good fighter? Yeah. Uh, I just thought, you know what, I can't even say anything bad because that's just most fighters nowadays. They, like, talk a good game. You know what I mean? So, like, they, everybody tries to follow the McGregor model, so I'm not even going to fault him for that. He's just trying to get his money up. Uh, but, yeah, he was a great fighter for that short period of time where he actually challenged John Jones during the first fight. Yeah. But then, during the second fight, we just saw, like, how great John Jones actually is. Yeah, I, I'm i a little upset that uh, he's, he's retiring. I always liked Gustafson, and I always thought he was... Um, a really good fighter. Uh, I don't think he talked too much crap. Uh, not not like most guys. I feel like there's way more dudes uh, out there that talk more crap than him. I approached it wrong. He doesn't. T- he, he just thought he was entitled to a lot because there was a stretch where he didn't fight for like two years um, because he wanted to uh, only fight John Jones, and that's it. I think a lot of it had to do with the fact the light heavyweight division was so watered down that. He went toe-to-toe with John Jones in that first fight, and there was really no one else that, you know, not that it's right, but he didn't feel there was anyone else that was of that caliber um, to yeah, fight. My thing is, is, like, he lost to DC, he lost to Anthony Rumble Johnson. Your entitlement's gone, bro. You got to start fighting other people. That, that's where I'm, I'm coming from, you know? Well, I think that's uh, what ultimately drove him to retire is, you know, he... Yeah. He wanted that title shot, and he looked into the future saying, you know, I'm going to beat Anthony Smith, and then I'm going to climb back up the ranks. Well, that got halted by, you know, he looked great in that fight. He looked great the first three rounds. He actually had Anthony Smith on the ropes at the end of the third round with a body kick that dropped him, Uh, but he got saved by the bell, and Smith came out. And, you know, Smith's endurance doesn't seem to ever fail him. He always seems really fresh. Uh, through the duration of his fights and I'm not going to say he fought well I still think he would get absolutely worked in a rematch against John Jones but I think that he's still I think that shows more on the end of John Jones just being far more superior than anybody else oh I agree he just, he just worked John Jones' best competition oh I agree 100% and I, I really really hope that Anthony Smith fights Luke Rockhold I want that so bad uh, yeah, you heard him during the interview. I mean, I'm not going to repeat what he said, but, you know, there's no love lost in that relationship there. And and Luke Rockhold is just a douche. <laughs> he is a... Yeah, I would agree. I would, and you know what today is? Today is actually the anniversary of him getting knocked out by Michael Bisbing. Which was one of the... Gr- I mean, you and I aren't even Michael Bisbing fans, but... No, not at all. I liked that. Like, I, I hate Luke Rockhold. I can't stand him. And I think. Speaking of Michael Bisping, did you know that his resting heart rate is at like a, a 26 beats per minute? That's ridiculous. That's basically him being dead. <laughs> well, That's insane. I guess dudes that are in good shape, you know, I don't know. It's. Yeah. Sounds about that was right. crazy when I heard that. I heard that from uh, Joe Rogan's podcast uh, when he was interviewing C.T. Fletcher. Now. Do you think that Gustafson stays retired? He's only 31. Because we see it all the time in the UFC. I retire, then I come back two years later. We see it with Uriah Faber coming back. Guys, who else is there left 
for him to fight other than Dominic Reyes and the up and coming guys. He's not. He doesn't want to be a gatekeeper. You know what I mean? He and he can't beat John Jones. So what else are you fighting for other than money? If your heart's not in it, like if you don't want to get your ass kicked anymore, why would you do it? When it comes to the danger of your own health and well-being, you got to make that decision. And I think he made that decision. I agree. I just didn't know if maybe it was a heat of the moment retirement. I think partially it was, but. He wasn't even the only one that retired uh, on that card. Yeah, I know. I was going to bring this up as well. Which, thank God, like as bad as Alexander Gustafson has been, I feel like every time I'm turning on UFC, Jimmy Manawa is getting knocked out. And not just like a little knockout. Like, we're talking yeah. stiff as a board knockout. Like, I he, enjoyed his fights, though, the majority of them. Uh, he did go on a little streak. Um, but he just couldn't get over that hump. And then the, the last, like, four fights, he's just, oof. Did you see the knockout? Uh, yeah, Bobby actually texted it to me. That that might be one of the knockout of the year if the like finalist when it comes to that because the combo that led up to it and then just I mean that's as flush of a head kick as you can land it just looked like it skimmed him and then all of a sudden he just bloop so I don't know it, they showed it in slow-mo and he got oh, the whole top of his foot under his chin oh dude a guy is driving an original Porsche Speedster next to me from like the 60s that's pretty dope. Ask him if he wants to donate. Uh, he drove off. Oh. And he, didn't, he didn't look like the type to donate. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, UFC's been pretty interesting. We also got Uriah Faber coming back. Uh, I, I'm kind I of like ex- that fight. I'm I excited want for it. To win. Yeah, you, I want Simon to win. So you're not, a, you're not in on Uriah oh, Faber? No, no, no. I, I, lo- I love Uriah Faber, but, uh, you know, he's 40. I'm kind of tired of like the old guys. Yeah, Ricky Simon's also exciting too. He's, yeah, he's, he had a great. Uh, when the hell did we saw him fight? What's his name? I Somebody relevant, but uh, he won. That was a pretty entertaining fight when he fought. Yeah, I mean he he's had some pretty good ones so far. So I'm I'm excited for that one as well. I think it'll be good. I'm ex- I'm looking forward to this weekend. My boy is back again. Donald Cerrone just keeps doing it. I. I'm not confident about this fight this week, but I'm excited for it regardless. Yeah, he's going to win. You think? Dude, he's going to leg kick the shit out of Ferguson's knees. I See, I don't know. Like, I, I lo- like anyone that's followed the podcast and knows me know, knows Cowboy's my favorite fighter. He's been um, for yeah. a while. And, you know, I just... I hope, I really want him to earn a title shot. Like, I just want him one more shot at the title, and, you know, if he wins it, great. If not, you know, whatever. He's still going to go down as one of the greatest of all time. But, I'll tell you what, if, if he beats Tony, then he's next in line for that shot. Oh, without he's a doubt. The, the Habib uh, Poirier winner. Which, that was just announced today, officially. Yeah. Um, I would kind of, dude, I honestly just want to see Poirier Cerrone. I feel like that would be a giant slugfest. I would love to see that. Well, I think the, you know, like anything else, I think a, the Khabib Poirier fight's going to be boring. Um, I think that Khabib's going to take him down at will. And, you know, McGregor is is a better striker than Dustin Poirier. I think we can both agree. And oh, he embarrassed Poirier. Yeah, well, exactly. And now... Poirier is, I think he, he has a better wrestling background than McGregor. I mean, he was a good, he was a college wrestler and everything. Like, he's a he's a good wrestler, but so I think he'll be able to to hold himself, hold his own a little bit. But 
I still think that Khabib's going to take him down often. And, you know, it's going to be a boring fight. I'm tired of seeing Khabib. I really hope he gets knocked out. I really do. Yeah. I know I, mean, I say this literally every time this guy's about to fight, but I could not be happier if I saw this guy get KO'd. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a huge Khabib fan as well. I mean, I'm a McGregor fan, so... It doesn't even, like, I'm not, I'm excluding McGregor. I'm, I'm obviously a big fan of his, too, but, like, he acts like he's so innocent, bro. Like, he's just as guilty as Conor McGregor in the entire thing. You know, he, he was saying some stuff, too. Uh, and he talks mad shit as well. You know, I'm, I'm just not a big fan of him. I'm not. Because he, he, I don't know, he's a baby. Yeah, I, I'm not. I, I don't really like him either. And and we also have um, Henry Cejudo, Marlon Marais this uh, no, this weekend. Boy, Marais. No, I I, I hate him. I can't stand him. But you love his voice. <laughs> Sean Shelby. Sean Shelby. <laughs> Henry Cejudo, I I I don't knock you out. I fuck. Yeah, I. I uh, oh, that's a swear jar. Yeah, Dude, swear jar. I, I don't like Marlon Marais either, bro. He's uh. His last fight, didn't he have diarrhea or something like that? I, I don't remember. He drives me absolutely insane, though. But he has been on on an absolute tear. He has... He, he has hey, dude, it's not like he's fighting chumps either, bro. He's taking out everybody. And Yeah, and he's just ran through them. Like, it hasn't even been a tough fight. Like, he hasn't had a tough fight yet. But I still think... I, I mean, right now, it's minus 115 for both. So, I mean... So it's even. Yeah, it's even. I, I like Cejudo I like in this fight. He's yeah. faster... Better wrestler, um, I he's I like I, him. I think he's just ever since his DJ win, he's just evolved, man. Yeah, he's just like a completely different animal now. He's got that confidence, and like like we've said before, he was still like a raw UFC prospect yeah. when he first fought DJ. But he didn't have that killer instinct before. Now he like if he smells blood, that's it. Yeah, I mean he beat TJ Dillashaw, who was on a streak and on roids, so. 36 seconds. Yeah, and 36 well, it, seconds, so... Well, let's cut the guy a little bit of a break. I know none of us are fans of Dildo Shaw, but he, uh... It, was, it wasn't Roy. So Whatever. Was, uh, EPH. EPO. Or EPO. EPO. Yeah, whatever. It was, he still had a, a significant advantage. And still got worked. Yeah. To last longer. That might help you in a sack, but it didn't help you in the octagon. <laughs> Uh, another another fight on here, and this is the biggest uh, freaking. This line is crazy. Valentina Shevchenko versus uh, is it Jessica I? Yeah. And Valentina Shevchenko is the minus fourteen hundred favorite. Well, that I wouldn't is, bet on that fight because either way you're losing money. Yeah. If, if you put money on Jessica I, you lose whatever you put on her. And even if you put money down on Shevchenko to win, you're gonna win a couple cents. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, uh, if I were to bet that fight, I would definitely go I because anybody's got a positive chance in this uh, sport. Oh yeah, I've seen that a lot recently. Throw ten bucks down, you know, you would make you would make good amount. Also, your boy uh, Petra Jan is fighting. That's not my guy. He's nice. I like him. Well, that's what I'm saying. You talked about him last time. You couldn't remember who he was fighting. Uh, he's fighting yeah, yeah. Jimmy Rivera. So th- I think that'll be a good fight. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Jimmy's been kind of slacking lately, bro. Yeah, but he it's... looked terrible against Aljamain Sterling. It's it's his first... We'll, we'll just say it. I think that this is Petrion's first big match. 
First big fight. Yeah, I think he's gonna do. It. He's gonna work Jimmy Rivera, bro. If it, if Jimmy comes out like he did against Sterling, it's it's over in the first round. Yeah, Jimmy's also got a three. Uh, or Petrion has a three-inch reach advantage, but or, uh, yeah, never mind. No. Really bodes well in the bantamweight division. Or no, it's one twenty-five. Uh, no, it's 35. Yeah, it's actually, Jimmy Rivera has the reach advantage, but Jan uh, is three inches taller. taller yeah. yeah, still doesn't make any sense to me. They always say that your body's proportional, but that's obviously not true. Um, yeah, if your body's proportional, then I got the shit out of the stick, man. I got a 67 inch reach, and I'm six foot one. That's terrible. Conor McGregor's five nine, and he's got a 76 inch reach or something like that. Dude. Ty Tuivasa is fighting too Him and his belly button tattoo uh, I want him to lose I like the guy that he's going against Ivanov? I don't think I've seen him fight Yeah bro, he's nice I like him Both have good records His story is absolutely insane I think that I absolutely I didn't insane. read it But I saw the article Dude, this guy Alright, so He beat Fedor Emelianenko in 2008 When Fedor was on top of the MMA world Mm-hmm. But it wasn't an MMA fight. It was just a Sambo combat match, so they didn't count it. I mean, they counted it, but, like, for that specific sport. Yeah. He beat him when he was the best in the world at what he did. So, riding high off of that, he continued to be, like, 7-0, and and he beat, like, uh, Rico Rodriguez, who used to fight in the UFC in uh, some other promotion. He was 7-0. and and in 2012 rolls around and he's getting, you know, he got two wins in Bellator under his belt and he's out with his, and he just moved to Vegas to like get better training and everything. Then he's out, uh, I believe he's from Bulgaria, yeah, Bulgaria. So he's out in Bulgaria celebrating with his buddies, blah, 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 blah. And then he was literally going back to Vegas to continue training the week after. Guy gets into a bar fight. Him and his buddies get jumped by like nine guys and this dude stabbed him in the heart. What? With a 12... 12- with a 12-inch blade. Oh, and I can you know see the scar. Is? Dude, what, this mofo didn't even call an ambulance. This guy called a taxi <laughs> to go to the hospital. Wow. <laughs> and that's all he remembers. All he remembers is getting into the taxi. And then he woke up 68 days later. Wow. Because he was in a medically induced um, coma. It stabbed, like, his bottom ventricle for his heart. And it, like... It punctured his lung. It was nuts. This guy was in the hospital for like a total of three months. I see the scar on his picture on yeah. the UFC yeah, profile. Yeah, like a giant dent like right under his sternum. Yeah, that's wild. Damn. Dude, crazy. Dude, if you can get stabbed and live and not even like go to the hospital, like call a taxi first, Tai Tuivasa yeah. stands no chance. <laughs> Dude, this guy, he beat the crap out of Ben Rothwell in Rothwell's uh, uh, return fight. And remember, we watched it because we're like, yo, who is this guy? It was him. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I remember that now. Yeah. But he worked them for like five rounds. Huh. That's wild. Dude, hey, Ang- I'm a big fan of this guy. Angela Hill's on this card. I feel like she fights every card. Why does she sound like she's a ESPN broadcaster? Close. Sounds familiar. And then Aljamain Sterling's fighting. Pedro oh, Mute. fighting too? Pedro Munoz, 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 the dude that oh. just beat uh, oh, yeah, Cody. Oh, yeah, that's right. They didn't give Munoz the fight because they gave uh, Marlon the fight. Yeah, so he's fighting well, Aljamain. No, actually, they gave Saluda the fight instead of Pedro. But that's a good one. I like that. Is that, like, is that ahead of the card, like further down on the card? That's a prelim. That's the, that's a, 
That's a prelim. Are you telling me Peter Jan or Petra Jan and Jimmy Rivera is ahead of that on the main card? Yeah. That makes no sense because Aljamain Sterling just beat the crap out of Jimmy Rivera. Why? That makes no sense. Yeah. I like and Aljamain Pedro too. Knocked, dude, Pedro just knocked out Cody, Cody Garbrandt. Yeah. With a headbutt, but he still knocked him out. Hey, knockout's That's knockout. That's crazy, dude. That's, that makes no sense. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of that either. And Ricardo Where, Lamas. Where's the fight this, yeah, where's the fight this weekend? Uh, it is at United Center in Chicago. Okay. So Yo, I could go to it. I'm going to be in Indiana. <laughs> yeah, you trying to drop a grand for each ticket? That'd be, that'd be, I wish I had the money. I would do oh, it. Oh, yeah, if I had the money, I would totally do it too. Maybe get hit on Malcolm. Uh, Malcolm. I'll give you some tickets. Uh, doubtful. Yeah, I don't think either of us like that kid anyway. <laughs> but Lamas is fighting too. He's fighting. I don't know. I don't, Qatar. Qatar. He's a he's a U.S. guy. I don't, Yo, this is uh, this is very bantamweight heavy. This card, huh? Yeah. Hmm. That's pretty dope. Well, I mean, you got well, the makes sense because the main event's the thing. Yeah, that's so. what I was gonna say. Yeah, I mean, so there's gonna be. You think there'll be a lot of callouts? Like a bunch of call out, like everybody's going to be calling out each other. Basically, all the fighters are on the same card. I think Munoz, if he wins, he'll uh, he'll call out you know the, whoever the winner is of the Suhudo yeah. Morais fight. I, I just want to see I want to see Brock Lesnar come to the octagon and just beat the crap out of Henry Suhudo. That'd be cool. <laughs> this ain't WWE, buddy. It might as well be with that whole stunt they pulled on him in DC. Yeah, maybe, but I think uh, his time in WWE is officially, or in uh, UFC, is, has officially come oh, to yeah, an end. Oh, yeah, 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 no, it's definitely done, but. But, so yeah, I mean, I think this weekend in UFC is going to be good. There's been a lot of uh, good stories. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for it. I can't wait to sit down and watch for a few hours on Saturday. Yeah, man. Are you going to uh, watch it? No, I'm actually... Oh yeah, that's right. Everything that I texted you, I got that going, and then I also got Steph's birthday stuff too because her birthday's on Monday as well. Oh, you're a busy yeah. day, busy busy guy. Busy guy, yeah. Busy well, uh, guy. I'll send you updates. Well, Twitter sends yeah, you updates, anyways. Nah, I, I don't. I don't. I stay off. Wait, cause All I right. probably just. Yeah, I try to watch the highlights later. You can send me updates though. I'm cool with that. Gotcha. Um. Oh, um. Which we'll call it? I think. Uh, Andre Arlovsky and Ben Rothwell, too, was just announced as well. But yeah. it's not on that pay-per-view. It's on a UFC on uh, ESPN. No, yeah, but I did see that as well. I saw it on Instagram on the MMA fighting uh, page. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and Beck Rawlings is back in MMA, by the way. Who cares? She pooped herself. <laughs> She's back with, uh, with Bellator. And speaking of Bellator, King Mo retired, too. Yeah, I saw that. He was dope back in the day, man. Yeah, he was. It was. It was overdue, though. Eh, was it though? He did all right in Bellator. He wasn't bad. No, he wasn't. But he wasn't great either. And then Diaz is not interested in fighting McGregor for a third time. Yeah, he's interested in money though, so I guarantee you he'll do it. Yeah, I, I think so as well. I don't think I don't yeah, see he, him. He said he's the king of the 155 division, so. He's just fighting for money at this point because he doesn't want to, you know, both of those, I I hate him. I hate him. I'm over it. I like watching them fight, though. 
neither one of them have fought in three years, bro. No, I know, they but... They just fought recently, but they're annoying. They're annoying, but I, I, I don't like them outside of the octagon, but they're exciting to watch when they fight. Yeah, I stopped and slapped Conor McGregor, yo. <laughs> I love your Diaz impersonation. It is pretty good. I'm not interested in the third fight, but I would like some money. Um, I, I, no, just shut up. Shut up. <laughs> oh, my God. He probably smacked me, too. I don't care. Yeah, I mean... But, yeah, he's just annoying. And they, they always, like, hold UFC fights... Like, they hold him hostage, bro, because they always try to give Nick Diaz, like, big fights. You know, when they were saying, oh, George St. Pierre's coming back, like, oh, Nick Diaz, you know? And they were like, oh, Silva Diaz, too. No, I'm over it. I don't think Nick Diaz will ever come back, but Nate's coming back. I don't want him to. Against who? Nobody's going to be like, nope, I don't want this guy either. I'm pretty sure he's, they already scheduled it. He's fighting uh, Pettis. I hope Pettis and Nuttays, like, just knocks him out. I'm pretty sure that that's what they uh, they already. Yeah, it is. You're, you're, you're right. That is what it is. I think we both. I, yeah, we said that on a previous podcast. I just can't wait till July 6th, dude. I, that's not the day we're going to the WWE thing, is it? I think it is. No, it's No, it's Sunday, seven. Are you sure? Oh yeah, you're right. Because July 6th, we got John Jones, John Jones Santos, Amanda Nunez, Holly Holm, Masvidal, Askren, Blackowitz, Rockhold. Um, Sean O'Malley's back. Michael Chiesa, who we hate, but he's fighting Diego Sanchez. Wow, that's an easy win, bro. I th- Diaz looked pretty good, or Sanchez looked pretty good his last fight. Bro, he fought Mickey Gall. I know, but Mickey Gall is supposed to be, you know, good. <laughs> was. The only good fight we've seen him perform was CM Punk. <laughs> that's because that was clockwork. I don't know. July 6th, though, John Jones. I, I'm scared for John Jones when it comes to Tiago Santos, man, only because that dude's power is just ridiculous. But we'll see what happens with that. Um, so, also, speaking of retirements, Navarro Bowman retired officially as a 49er. Oh, did he? Yeah. What, he signed a one-day Yep, he's done. So, I mean, well, his he, knees got messed up, bro. He was say, great, though. I was gonna say he was never the same after that bad, uh, that bad broken. He had like that broken leg or whatever, or was it a? Yeah, like they had the potential to have like one of the best defenses of time. Oh yeah, with, Alden, with him and Patrick yeah, Willis. Patrick Willis, Alden Smith. Alden Smith ruined it. He he ruined it. Yeah. Ruined. Absolutely ruined it. Well, they they also they, been great. they got. I think they got rid of Harbaugh too soon, in my honest opinion. Well, they were tired of him. Yeah. He was rubbing the players the wrong way. He was rubbing the front office the wrong way. Well, now he's at Michigan where he can do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, but there's but been... there's not even working there. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, there's been rumblings that he's not going to be in Michigan much longer. Well, now that Urban Meyer's at Ohio State, maybe he can beat him. Yeah, I mean, it seems like Urban Meyer, no matter where he goes, he can build a winner. And I don't know. I don't think that's been the case with Michigan. I mean, they've had some of the top recruiting classes, and it hasn't translated. Well, Urban Meyer was supposed to go to Notre Dame, but he was a turd. He said Notre <laughs> Dame was his dream job and went to Ohio State. How does that make sense? <laughs> he also said, oh, I, I, I can't coach anymore. I'm leaving Florida. I got heart palpitations or whatever the hell he retired for. A year later, he goes to Ohio State after saying, hey, yeah, 
Notre Dame's job's open. I'm going there. Thanks, bud. Well, no one said he's a, he's a, the the nicest dude. Yeah, but I mean, he knows how to coach football. I don't know if they do something illegal or what, but I, I don't know, man. It, it's it's always it's always like a head scratcher how one coach can go there and all of a sudden, bam, like they're automatically good already. But my thing is, is like, name one offensive NFL player that he had that was successful in the NFL. Ezekiel Elliott. He don't count. He was there before him, wasn't he? No, I don't think so. All right. Uh, so outside of Zeke and outside of Aaron Hernandez, gone forever. Uh, yeah, Ted Ginn wasn't there. That was a way long ago. Um, yeah. Tim Tebow, bad. Percy Harvin, never amounted to much. Yeah, I mean, there hasn't been many. I mean, that's why the, the jury's still out on... Uh, Dwayne Haskins, you know. Yeah, like quarterbacks. That's what I'm saying. Like offensive guys, they thrive at the college level in his offense. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. Uh, I actually talked to Leon about that when he was on the podcast, and he's he agreed. He he does not. He says there's no good Ohio State players that come out. Of, yeah, there yeah there hasn't been a good one ever really. The best one so far is now the guy on College Game Day, Kirk Herbstreit. How you doing? <laughs> oh God! Um, also, the Patriots cut uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins on the first day of camp, so he didn't last really long. Um, he probably showed up drunk. No, he was taking a. Per- he asked them he was going to take go on personal leave, uh, and they just cut him. So. Oh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, they got no time for that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny is because they they lost Benjamin Watson too for the first four games. Yeah, you got suspended for uh, not right. Well, it wasn't Roy's, but it was like something he, on the ban list. Right? Well, he he took he basically took like a human. He went to the doctor, and uh, it was something to do with something that he was lacking, and the doctor gave him a prescription for it because he was done playing. And then he was taking it, and then he decided he wanted to play again. So he basically knew it was going to happen. And I'm assuming he probably told the Patriots, and they probably probably knew as well. Yeah. But, you know, he'll be... And the verdict's still not out on Gronk. He could probably still come back. Uh, Gronk made a statement, though, yesterday and said, you can put all comeback returns to rest. He's like, I'm loving retirement already. Good for him. He's an oddball. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't come back. Like, he's, you know, he's... He can thrive outside of football. Can he, though? Yeah, he can, just because of his personality. How long can that party boy thing last, though? Enough to make him enough money until he, and then he can go, you know. But he already made enough money. We, we mentioned before that he didn't spend any of his salary, just endorsement money. Yeah, but is, enough, is there ever enough money? You know, I don't know. I no, think. yeah, no. I, I was trying to come up with a snazzy answer now. There's just not, you know. If someone, if someone offered me a million dollars to do this podcast, I'd be like, yeah, great. I, I would love that. It'd be amazing. But how can I make two million? How can I make three million? I mean, you always want to make more money. Yep. So. Yep, yep. Um, what do you think about? I wanted to ask you because I don't think we've talked about it. What do you think about the Jets right now? Like, I feel like they're for as for as. 
For as active and exciting as they were in the offseason, it seems like it's quickly starting to go downhill. Yeah, uh, I'm very confused. Me too. I'm but, s- like, I, I, I just, from interviews that I've heard with Charlie Johnson, he's the owner, I just doesn't sound like he really knows what he's doing because he said that uh, he didn't like get rid of McCagnan by the combine because he didn't understand fully what you know his job was and that doesn't make sense to me like you're owning a football team and you don't know what you're doing that's why guys are hired to do that yeah not not everybody is a uh, Jerry Jones so if you're not a Jerry Jones why are you getting involved you should trust the pieces that you hired and McCagnan did a great job this offseason, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, I think he's, he's done well in the draft as well so far. My, dude, my thing is, is, like, why would you let somebody spend $127 million of your money? And you clearly have the final say. It's your money. Well, and then Why would you sign off on it and then fire the guy? And then you give the head coach, who was a failure at the, the job he was at previously, the reins to be the interim GM. And then, yeah. and then he comes out and saying all these things about, well, he now he's saying, I didn't say that. You know, I didn't I didn't mean it in that way. But it's already been well, said. From what, like, reporters are saying, that McCarthy was the guy. Like, it was going to be McCarthy. And then all of a sudden Peyton Manning called Charlie Johnson and was like, hey, you need to hire Adam Gase as your quarterback. This is Peyton Manning. That's what happened. And he got hired. That's I'm another thing. Serious. Like, I hear so many rumblings with Peyton Manning, like, in all these teams. Like, not coaching. Like, Peyton Manning's great, but, like, bro, he doesn't do anything other than nationwide commercials. Why are you taking advice from him? Well, he golfs with Tiger Woods <laughs> sometimes, but. Well. <laughs> I mean, I, I, that's kind of an accolade. I'd love to golf with Tiger Woods. Yeah, I mean, you could be jealous a little bit. It's okay. I am. Um,. Yeah, I don't know. The Jets just seem like, you know, I think I feel like we all said they were kind of our team to watch for next year, and now all of a sudden it just seems like the locker room is going to start getting divided if all this stuff keeps happening. I don't know. Like, it's it's very strange. My expectations before all this happened, I was thinking the Jets would go like 9-7, and 10-6, possibly win the division for the first time over the Patriots in like 17 years. But I've slowly dwindled down to... When Vince Young claimed the Philadelphia Eagles are the dream team, and they went six and ten. Yeah, I could easily see that because you know, like they sign all these pieces, you got all that momentum, and it seems like it's all being like stopped. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, very like they strange. They definitely have the pieces. Like they got a deep roster now. Maybe like a few missing links on the offensive line, and maybe in the secondary, but that's really about it. You know, everything is covered. And you always maybe have guys. You always have guys come out and perform better than what you expect them to. Like a rookie will come out of nowhere. So even though they got those holes, they could easily be fixed as the season progresses too. Yeah, they could. But I just don't know what to expect now. Oh, yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm, hey, I, like, who's to say that Adam Gates is going to try to be too much of an authoritarian and nobody's going to want to like play for him? And they're like, all right, whatever. I'm not playing hard for this guy. And I don't know. Like, what did Ryan Tannehill, I think, regressed in the years that Gase was there? So, I mean, Gase's claim to fame is that one year that Jay Cutler did great. Um, yeah. but, but really, outside of that, I don't think 
he's done much to, to deserve the reins of interim GM. Yeah, and it's confusing to me because, like, Peyton Manning made the call, and I'm pretty sure it's noted that they didn't get along when they, he was his coach. Yeah, I, I, it's it's very, very strange. It doesn't make much sense to me, I'll be honest with you. But at least I don't have to worry about it. The Bears are set, so they just got to win ball games now. No turmoil there. We'll see, we'll see. Um, just, well, there's turmoil in Lions camp today. What was that? Darius Slay says he is not showing up to camp. Oh, I didn't see now, that. I'm not sure if that's just this camp right now, like the OTA camp, or training camp. I'm not sure. And Snacks is sitting out, too. There, there, well, so is uh, Trent Williams. Is he? Yep, he's sitting out as well. So a lot of dudes, but we see this every year. They'll come back. Um, I don't know. Like, Le'Veon Bell made that stance, and yeah, it's, you know, I understand. But, like, there now. that's not going to happen to – not every guy is going to get a raise, or that's not going to work out for every player. You know, like, yeah. you got to play. And so I get the holdout. That's great and fine and whatever. To me, Trent Williams should not be skipping any camp. He's hurt. I know he's really, really good, but he's hurt all the time. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, to me – yeah. Okay, because isn't there a receiver named Trent Williams, too? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Dallas? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, but anyway, like you were saying, Charlie, he's always hurt, or often injured. Speaking of injuries, did you see uh, news out of the Rams camp? The Todd Gurley thing? You're doing a Todd Gurley's arthritic knee. He will not be playing as much. Yeah, well, I, they, they basically said he's not going to be a workhorse no more. He's not going to get the ball on all downs of a game. Well, that's why they drafted the running back they wanted in the third round. Okay, who was it, Daryl Henderson or something like that from Memphis? Yeah. Who I really liked, I by the way. I, I guess, but like, they should have just kept C.J. Anderson if that's the thing. Yeah, but who knows if Anderson's gonna actually do what he did? I mean, again, like to me, you're gonna get you get a fresh guy. He's gonna he costs less money. Um, he has a lot of toe on those legs though from Memphis. Yeah, I liked him a lot. I liked him more than Montgomery. I wanted the Bears to take to take Henderson, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, I think the Rams will still be fine though. I, I don't think they'll ever win a Super Bowl because I think I think Jared Goff is very limited. I think that, I think the way that they, (laughs) yeah, the small hands. I I just think, I think he relies on the head coach too much, offensive coordinator too much. Like he's not, not that he's not smart enough, but he hasn't had to like make adjustments and things. Like, I don't know. I I don't think that he's, I think he's good in that system, but as we saw in the Super Bowl, that system can easily be defeated. So. Well, and they're already starting to break apart. Like, Sue's now gone. Gurley's hurt. Uh, I mean, Cooper Cup had a... Had a is old. What is going on, bro? These people don't know how to drive. Holy mackerel. And Cooper Cup got hurt, and who knows how he's going to come back. Yeah. And he was they a big part of that. Like, the second year after your ACL is where you go back to form. So. Yeah, so I feel like they're already regressing after just, you know, being in the Super Bowl. So, I don't know. The Rams are, Rams are going to be interesting 
to say the least. And, you know, uh, we'll see what happens, but... Uh, I mean, who's going to beat him in that division, though? Yeah, I mean, the division isn't great. But Cardinals, probably going to be the worst team in the NFL again. Uh, the Seahawks, maybe 8-8, eight eight. I don't know. They don't Most, have any... Who, who are the receivers now? Yeah, no, well, DK Metcalf, that's it. <laughs> Metcalf and, uh, who's the little guy, Lockett? Yeah, yeah. Lockett. Uh, Russell Wilson wants to play 15 more years, so. <laughs> That's, uh. Yeah. Well, the way he plays in that offensive line set up, good luck. The only bright spot on that offensive line is DJ Fluger. Yeah, I and agree. The, and the Giants should have never let him go, by the way. I'm very upset with that. I have been for a long time, because he's been there for a year now in Seattle. Yeah. DJ Fluger is. I, I've been a big fan of him for a long time since he got drafted. He's there's no lineman better than anyone on the Bears line. What? <laughs> uh, so, I guarantee you the Giants offensive line this year is better than the Bears offensive no. line. No. Yes. Guaranteed. No. The, oh, there's 100%. also there's also tension in uh, Cleveland. Duke Johnson once he wants to be traded, he said it again. He's letting oh, it be yeah, known. No, and Baker Mayfield was like, bro, it's not awkward. He put it on himself. Whatever, <laughs> self-inflicted. <laughs> Yo, I'm not a huge Baker Well, I wasn't a huge Baker fan, but I do like how blunt he is. Like, he doesn't care. No, he's very straightforward. And they don't need him. They got, no, yeah, no. They got Kareem Hunt. They got uh, Nick Chubb. Uh, I think they're going to be fine. Yeah, they'll be all right. I mean, Hunt's spent, what, six games? Yeah, but... I mean, I'm, find, I'm sure they can find some Joe Schmo to tote the ball yeah. while they get rid of Duke Johnson. Most likely, yes. I would agree. Um, so I wanted to ask you, what's your stance on the Sox right now? So they go to the Yankee Stadium, they lose, or, yeah, they lose two or three. Um, you know, Nothing but bright spots came out of that series for the Red Sox, and I'm going to tell you why. David Price. Yeah, he looked good. He looked good. That's he, it? He shoved it. He, nah, he shoved it in the Yankees' blooper that game, bro. Yeah, I mean, he looked good. I, I'm not going to say he I, didn't. I think, I think he's turning a new leaf. So, I think he's turning a new leaf. Is he, uh, is he taking over for... Because Sale... You know, Sale struck out 10 guys, but he didn't look... I mean, he gave up ho- the home run ball again. I mean, he still doesn't look great. You know what Sale's reminding me of this year? Me and Little League. Okay, up 12 guys, but I'll give up six runs. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just sale doesn't look. It's not like he looks bad. It's just like he's just missing spots, and I don't know. Yeah, his control is definitely not there. His walk rate's a, a little up this year too. You know what's really pissing me off though? What's that? Priscilla, bro. He got oh, he looked terrible. Dude, he's got to be one of the most overpaid players I've ever seen. That, and, that's and your guy, though. <laughs> No, when he won the Cy Young, yeah, that was my guy, but he didn't even deserve that Cy Young. <laughs> he benefited from a, a huge, huge run differential, bro. Yeah. But yeah, he dealt that year. He had a below three ERA, but still, Verlander had like 900 strikeouts that year. Yeah, well, Porcello got got whacked around. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 and it goes back to my point, like, he's the odd guy out after the season. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt, dude. You're not going to perform like this in a contract year and expect the the Red Sox, who were expected 
to possibly repeat this year and go out and perform like you're doing right now. No way. I would have much rather they re-signed Joe Kelly and traded uh, Porcello. And Joe Kelly has an 11 ERA right now in, in L.A. Oh, yeah, he's been terrible. Um, I could have told you that, though. I I was never a fan of Joe Kelly. Oh, I was. He, he, he embraced the entire, like, Boston aura. He, he belonged there. That's where he belonged. And as soon as he leaves, you see the... But you know what? I'm going to say now that the Sox... I've been saying since February that the Red Sox wouldn't make the playoffs. But uh, I I think they get in as the wild card. I really do. I and don't, if they don't, then the Rays get in. I, but I wouldn't be surprised if they missed the playoffs. There was a stat that they threw out the other day. The last time the Red Sox were almost nine games back, I think it was eight and a half, and they went to the playoffs was in like 1980-something. Hey. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that series gave me nothing but confidence for the Yankees. Um, I mean, the Yankees are doing so much better than what I ever expected them to do with all the injuries that they've had. Um, the one thing that does worry me, though, is, you know, I think guys like Gio Urshela will come down. I think that... Well, he's going to be down after next, this weekend because Didi Gregorius is coming back. He's going to be the odd guy out. No, he's not. Kendrick Morales is going to be gone. They'll put they'll put Urshela at third and they'll put DJ LeMahieu at at first. Luke Voigt's first base. They'll put Voigt at DH and I. Okay, and then Stanton comes back the week after. I think Stanton's gonna play more outfield than what people think because I think Clint Frazier is gonna be on his way out, man. I do. <laughs> Bro, dude, he looks like a bumbling idiot out there. Yeah, I mean, you and I could play a better right field than uh, than Clint Frazier right now. I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I wasn't one to be able to track flying balls even at first base, so. I don't know. To me, like, he he looks, I don't know if it's, you know, he's always had question marks about his fielding, but I don't know if it was, like, after the first couple errors that, like, the fans started getting on him that now it's, like, in his head that he's like, oh, my God, like, I can't do this. Like, they're. You think he got the, the fielding yips? Yeah, like, he can, he can, he throws really weird. He's got a good arm, but, like, I he think. Got the knob lock. Yeah, I think so, man. I think that he really uh, he's and I like him. He's been productive at the plate, um, but and then him not talking to the media. Not that it bothers me, but that's just something you can't really do when you're uh, in, Yan- you in what, New York. Though, you got the flyest cleats in the game, man. Oh yeah, he gave those. Um, he gave those Travis Scott cleats. He gave them to Jessica Mendoza. Guess how much they were? Uh, over a thousand dollars. Fifteen hundred dollars. She she was driving me nuts during the the broadcast. I'm not gonna lie. How about dude? How about Alex Rodriguez? He's telling, like giving away the Yankee signs basically, and he's an advisor for the team. Yeah, and he, well, he they were both he's just like, oh, like the Yankees are gonna bunt here. See, I told you, like bro, what the hell? They were both like bashing, um, like a lot of the thi- like a lot of Yankee players, and I'm just like, how can you bash this team when? They're literally one of the best teams in baseball with with a, a you know their their backup roster practically. Uh, yeah. I mean, Voigt's been good. DJ Mayhew's been great. Uh, you know, Glaber's been very good. Urshela's been amazing. I mean, the Yankees don't strike out a ton. Gary Sanchez has the most home runs in the American League or tied. Uh, so, and and by the way, I want to everyone that's. Oh my God! Everyone that said how Gary Sanchez sucks, I just want to say I told you that he didn't suck. He does suck. Oh my God! He's a catcher with. He's two 
Dude, he's like six for his last 36. He's got 18 he's homers. He's hitting 250, he's which I'm cool done. with. And he's improved his defense. He looks good defensively. Okay, just wait till the season drags on and his fat ass gets tired. Oh, you no puedo run on the first base. Dude, Gary Sanchez is better than any catcher the Red Sox have. Uh, defensively? All around catcher, he's better. You're an idiot. All You're around. Idiot. No, I'm not an idiot. But by the way, Sandy Leone, Yankee Sanchez killer. Sanchez is one of the better defensive catchers in baseball. But he's not better offensively. So you got to add that in there. You said all around, though. I said all around, so that includes offense. You know who's hitting 300 this year? Not Gary Sanchez. How you doing, Christian Vasquez? Yeah, but Sanchez has 18 home runs to go right. to go with his 250 Christian average. Christian Vasquez has eight. Yeah, he's a whole 10 behind. Okay. I'm not saying Vasquez is bad. I, I like him. I'm just saying that Sanchez is better. You're saying all around Sanchez is a better catcher. Yes. No. All around, no, yes. No, He's got a, yes, 100%. He's also got a better arm. Sanchez. Dude, did you see that throw that he picked off Eduardo Nunez? I'll give, I'll give you the arm. I'll give you the arm. Whatever. His arm is he ridiculous. Arm, dude, he can't call a game. He can't call a game. He's been doing better with that, though. He does not call his own games, bro. He does not. He gets signs from the dugout. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's, uh, he's getting it. No, he's. I'm not paying into it. He's getting it done. He is getting it done. All right. Well, we'll see when he fucking pulls out his Achilles. Swear jar number two. Yeah. Uh, we'll see when he's starting in the All Star game for the American League at catcher. What the freaking do? He starts in the All Star game. Who cares? It's the All Star game. It doesn't mean anything anymore. Uh. So how about let's do this? Who are you going? You want to do All Star ballots? Let's do that. We got time to kill. We'll start in left field, go across the outfield. Hold on. And I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the I'm gonna pull up the MLB All Star voting right here. All right, only give me like the top three guys at the, the spot. Well, this is what's stupid. They don't they don't give you the top three. We'll start with the we'll start with the American League first base. All right, all right. Uh, I first would say base. I would say it's between uh Car- well Carlos Santana, Luke Voigt. First base is kind of weak in the American League. It'd be Carlos Santana, Luke Voigt. Um, oh God! I mean, Edwin Encarnacion has 16 home runs, but he hasn't. He's doing okay. I would say Jose Abreu, in my opinion. He's because he's got 50 RBIs. With that. Uh, yeah. I like Jose. I'll put Jose in. I'm going. I'm going Voigt because he's got the. He's got a 268. Uh, average with 15 homers and 39 RBIs, but I will say the the 50 RBIs from Abreu that's pretty impressive. He's the only offensive guy on our team other than Jimenez. But I mean, you know, I take that back. Moncada's doing great. Yeah, and uh, ah, yeah. Eloy Jimenez hasn't been terrible. Uh, he's not the Eloy Jimenez we expected. He'll be he'll be all right. A National League first base is easy for me. I don't even have to to look all the names. Josh Bell, without a doubt. Yeah, and Josh Bell is 332, 18 homers, 53 RBIs. I mean, the dude is mashing. He had 12 homers alone in the month of May, so. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm all for, uh, I like Bell, yeah. Yeah. Uh, second base for the American League. Uh, American League? I would say Whit Merrifield's up there. Brandon Lau's pretty good. DJ Mayhew. Um. I'll go DJ. 
Michael Chavis, it hasn't done terrible. Tommy. They, they moved him the first. They moved him the first. Tommy Listella. He's hitting 303 with 12 homers. He was hitting 330 something. He's an aberration. Anywho, I'm going DJ LeMayhew. Yeah, I'm going to go LeMayhew as well. I like I like Merrifield for the average. Lau's got the 11 home runs, but LeMayhew's been really consistent. Lau's been in the slump of late, so. Yeah, well, and LeMayhew's been unreal with guys in scoring position. Um, I do. I told you he was great, man. I know, you, you know, did. I, I've been the DJ guy. You have. You Ever. have. I've always been a DJ guy. Ever since they did the Fathead commercial where they're like, Andrew McCutcheon, Bryce Harper, and DJ LeMayu. Like, who the hell is DJ LeMayu? <laughs> ever since I heard that commercial, bro, he's been a stud. Yeah, I like I like DJ, no doubt. Um, and second base for National League is easy for me, Ketel Marte. Are you there? Mustak, that was my other pick. He's he their their numbers are similar. He's got more home runs, but a lesser average. But yeah, I'm going Ketel Marte. Uh, third base. Uh, I thought he was playing center field. Ketel no, Marte. no, he's, he's, he's listed as sec- yeah, he's listed as second baseman. Um, third base is, for the American League is is tough. It's a toss up because like Urshel has got the average, but I don't think he's an all star because he doesn't. Rafael have the- Devers, it's not even close. Well, well, I was going to say Devers, but my pick's Hunter Dozier. Oh, dude, I got him on my fantasy team. Love him, but he, he's hurt right now, so I'm going to go Devers. I'm still going Dozier. <laughs> but but I will say Devers has been good, and he's actually played a pretty decent third base for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then for the National League, easy money, Nolan Arenado. I don't know Anthony Rendon's hitting 331 with 10 homers, um, and then I think I think the other one is Eduardo Escobar. He's got 15 homers and 288 average, but I still think Arenado's 345 with 16 dingers and 52 RBIs. Like he's ran away with it. Yeah, Arenado. Um, shortstop for the American League. Tim Anderson's there. Bogarts is having a good year. Um, Correa there. Lindor a little bit more packed. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Glaber Torres though. Not even being a home. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but he's. Oh my God! It's Glaber Torres. <laughs> he's got a 288 average of 14 homers. That's the most at the position. Um, I mean, if I had to pick a. If I had to pick a second, I would pick Bogarts. If I had to pick a second. I'm taking Bogey, bro. But. But you know what's crazy is Jorge Polanco has a higher OPS than all of them. He's got a three thirty eight average with nine homers. It's just that he plays in Toronto, that's why. No, he plays in Minnesota. Minnesota, Minnesota, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Why did I say Toronto? I don't know. Uh, And then then short for me for National League is easy, too. I'm going Javi Baez. I'm going Trevor Story. Story's doing good. He's doing well. And you know what? I take back my uh, shortstop. He's not better than any of the, the other guys we named, though. Like he's doing good, but he's not. He's, he's not. He's hitting three hundred one. Uh, his average must have dropped. I traded him a fantasy, so I stopped tracking him. But uh, his his RBIs are up there, dude. He got like twenty nine. He's got twenty eight, but but uh. That was a good guess, though. 
Polanco's got 30. Torres got 31. And Bogarts has 39. So. Right, I'll go with Bogarts then. I mean, y'all got to poop on my alternate. It's an all-star alternate, bro. Shit. All right. Unbelievable. Uh, catcher for American League, Gary Sanchez, not even close. So, say what you want. I'm not even going to vote. Just go to National League. Wilson Contreras. Wilson Contreras. Where's he? Oh, for the National League? Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah that that was gonna be my pick too he's he's like although the, the other one yes Monty Grandal's done well um Tony Walters has done well yep Walters is doing well but he lacks the power and Jorge Alfaro has been pretty good he's been phenomenal two seventy eight with nine homers as well so uh, he's like four fifty lately yeah but Gary Sanchez just so you know has a nine ninety five OPS. Nine ninety five OPS. Jason Castro is second on there with a nine sixty seven. Mitch Garver's doing very well. He's not even on this list. He should be. Um I, I just want to point out the fact that I have received six phone calls during this recording and I'm getting irritated at this point. <laughs> stop calling. If I have not answered, stop. I have texted everybody and saying I can't talk right now. Leave me be. All right, you Holy heard it. Christ. Heard it here first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, so we, we got outfield for uh, American League. Um, you want to go first? I've been going first. You can go first. You get three picks, by the way. Uh, J.D. Martinez. Outfield. He's a D.H. He plays left field as well. Yeah, but he's right, he's not on here for all that. All right, Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, and... Mike Trout, Mookie, Eddie you're, Rosario. You're crazy. Eddie Rosario's Wait, not even on here. Why? He should be. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 he, he is. You're right, he is. He's here. I'm going Michael Brantley. I'm going Joey Gallo. He's a D. I'm putting him at... He's, he's, played, left, he's played left field all year. All right, well, And I'm going Austin Meadows. Austin Meadows is a monster. We, I, I remember back in Miss Warner's friggin' which we'll call it, or accounting class, we would go on max preps every day and see what Clint Frazier and Austin Meadows did. Yeah, well they're tearing every it up. Day. And now they're mashing, so good for them. Yeah, so those are my three. I don't know how you didn't pick Austin Meadows. Uh, because Mike Trout's probably gonna win the MVP again. Um, Mookie Betts will probably finish second. Mookie, no, and Mookie Andrew Betts. Charles, Mookie Betts is what? He, I shouldn't have had. You shouldn't have even picked him for the All Star at this point. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. He's not. If you look at his numbers, he's not even top three on these lists. I have him on my fantasy baseball team. I know his numbers. Yeah, but they're not as good as the other people I named. Guarantee you, he's still an All Star. Yeah, maybe alternate. George Springer has better numbers than him. You're taking George Springer over him. Nope. You should. It's only June. <laughs> it's a month away. Uh, yeah, an entire month. Yeah. That's what I said. Guarantee you Mookie Betts is an all-star. 100%. Off his name. And what's wrong with that? Aaron Judge will probably be an all-star off his name. He hasn't played in like a year and a half. He shouldn't. He should be an. He shouldn't be an all star. All right, we're going outfield for National League. 
Um, Chris Yelich, Cody Bellinger, and... The third one's tough because there's a lot of good ones. You got Verdugo, who's done well. You got... I like Verdugo. He was one of my sleepers, but I'm not going to pick him. Jock Peterson has a lower average, but his home run numbers are back up again. Nah, I'm not going to. He's, he's cooled off for me. I'm not, I, and plus, I already picked my Dodgers, so... I like Jeff McNeil, but he's a low average... Er, he's got a high average, low power numbers, but he gets a hit he's almost every game. Injured. I'm going to go Michael Conforto. I'm going to give it to Conforto. All right. I like it. I like it. Um, I'm going to go... For my third, I have Bellinger and um, Yelich too. I'm gonna go Charlie Blackman. I like Blackman. 310 homers. He's consistent. So. Also on the DL right now. IL, yeah. sorry, injured list. Yeah, but uh, I like I like him. He's doing well. Scott Kingery. I mean, he's been all over, but he's done all right. Uh, he probably just lost his starting spot. So. Probably Hunter. Bruce, baby. No, they said Bruce is on the on the coming off the bench. He's got it now. He's starting all against all righties. Oh, also Juan Soto is on there too, who we didn't mention, who's having a good year again. Yeah, he's having a good year. But Jay Bruce is starting all against all righties, so he's basically going to be every day. And King and Kingery's going to be the utility. All right, last position. It doesn't let you vote pitchers, which is weird. Um, they never do. So it's just the DH. So I'm assuming you're taking JD Martinez. JD Martinez. I was gonna go Jerry, Joey Gallo, but if he's not playing DH, then he's not DH. So you, you you ruined my pick for me. I'm going Dan Vogelbach. <laughs> I like the power numbers, but he is very hot and cold, bro. Very yeah, hot. I, I'm just I just wanted to see what you said. I would have to go JD. He's the only consistent. Uh, DH yeah. on here, but Renato Nunez has 15 dongs too. Yeah, but JD, he only has 15 because he heated up like the last week. So you're gonna see home runs a dime a dozen with this guy. No, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I think uh, JD is the deserving candidate there. Although Hunter Pence is having a good year. Yeah, is he DH for them or is he playing right field? He's, I D- he's playing right field. He's DHing. DHing him and Shinsu Chu. Like, dude, you know what? I think they're. That's what the Yankees do, basically, is they rotate the I'm DH. Pretty sure, dude, I think Joey, because Guzman sucks, so I'm pretty sure Gallo's been playing first a lot, like, uh, recently, because of Pence. I think Pence has been playing right, Shoes been playing left, and then, uh, they, like, alternate in center field, right? like, because you still have Nomar Mazzara, too. Yeah, I don't really like Mazzara, though, honestly. I don't like the Rangers' situation. They should probably trade most of those pieces. Yeah, I think it's except for Gallo. I think we're finally starting to see oh, Joey yeah, no, Gallo no, no. being. Joey Gallo's he's, he's a monster. You gotta hold on to him. He's like your next Juan Gonzalez. You gotta keep him. Yeah, he's been he's been really good this year. So, but that's all I got for today. I mean, really, there's not been much baseball news. I mean, we got uh, Adley. Uh, I want to comment on Major League Baseball's uh, two recent mess ups. With what? Um. I think I'm losing you. Where are you? Are you going? Hello? Are you there? Hello. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I, I wanted to talk about uh, NLB messing up and dropping the ball on Julio Urias and uh, Odubel Herrera. 
Oh yeah, the domestic violence. Well, what happened with Odubo? I didn't see the verdict on that. Uh, he's playing. He's oh, he is. Yeah, he's off the restricted list. Because it's only seven uh, days. They have like seven days to, yeah, to investigate well, dude, or whatever. He, he clearly assaulted the girl. She has injuries. Um, and Urias, they, they dropped all charges. So. Oh, I think you're right. I think Julio Urias' thing is a little different than Odubel. Like, Odubel's was, like, blatant. Like, he had ill intentions. It sounded like in the Urias situation. Not that it's right, but he, like, pushed her down. He didn't, like, punch yeah. her. So, not that it's right. It's still wrong. He still deserves to be suspended everything. But, I mean, Odubel's is a little more serious. Yeah. Um, I compare... You know what, it I don't excuse any of it because remember when Aroldis Chapman pulled a gun on his, his own sister in the garage or whatever and he shot it? Yeah. But it like, yeah, everybody forgets about that. No, I don't forget about that. I mean, he he should have gotten more than 50 games. Jose Reyes is deservedly out of baseball. Do you think it's for that reason, though, or do you think it's because he's not good anymore? Uh, I think it's a combination. Because look, really look at Addison Russell. He's playing. Well, he's yeah, but it doesn't matter. I'm just saying he's back in the league, and he's had one of the worst cases of domestic violence that baseball has seen. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. But I'm saying it's definitely uh, what have you done for me lately. And oh, yeah. It shouldn't be like that, dude. I wanted to comment on how much of a tool Rognit Odor is. Did you see his short pants? Oh man, breaking news. I thought he was a punk. What? Andrew McCutcheon is out for the year. Torn a- torn ACL. Well, there you go. There you go. Scott Kingery's playing center field and Jay Bruce is in left field. Or Odubel. No, nah, they, they won't play him. He, his numbers are horrible this year. Dude, uh, apparently uh, Andrew McCutcheon got hurt because of Gene Segura. I haven't seen the play but I was reading about it, and Segura didn't want to run, and somehow that affected McCutcheon, and that's how he got hurt. Wow. Yeah. Well, they said it was a knee sprain at first. Nope, torn ACL. And McCutcheon tweeted... I knew it was going to be bad because he tweeted out yesterday um, basically that to pray for me. Like, he knew it was bad. Do you think he's done? You think that's his career, man? Uh, no, I think he'll be back because I think he was doing really well for Philly. So I don't think he's done. I mean, I don't think he's ever going to like be MVP, uh, Andrew McCutcheon. But I think that he will be a solid baseball player for, for the – I mean, he signed, I think, a three-year deal for, with the Phillies. Are you there? You must be going through the crappy area. We're losing Luke. We've lost Luke. Luke. Luke, 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 Luke. One. And I'm back. Sorry. Uh, I was driving through uh, the Delaware Water Gap there, and there's like no service, dude. No service. Yeah, nothing nothing that way for sure. Um, right, it's 2019, and we're still running in dead zones. Ridiculous. Unbelievable. Well, especially if we're... by now, and hey, we're losing cell phone reception. Freaking... What if I got mauled by a bear? Well, and... And uh, Verizon's been worse. Like, I feel like Verizon's getting worse. Yeah, yeah, I agree. At my old house, like, my the house I grew up in at my dad's, I used to have great service. Now, none. I don't know, man. I don't know what it is. I, and my phone's weird.
obviously put the phone to your ear when you're listening to other people calling. Yep. Can't even hear out of that. I got to put it on speaker. Well, you got an old phone, though, too. What do I have? Like the iPhone, the Rose Gold 6S or something like that? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I got a 7. I'm about, I'm about due for a new one. You failure, not the 6S. <laughs> oh, my God. But that, that's all I had for, for today's episode. Is there anything else that you wanted to touch on? Touched on uh, the domestic violence. Uh, and, uh, no, 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 I'm good. Yeah. I, I did want to tell everyone, we, and I don't know we keep saying this, but we will do the Fat Man Combine. It's, it's going to happen. We ha- I've we're, been training. We're, no. we're starting to map it out on how we want to do it, and... We've we've reached out to a few other people to to compete with us, so it won't just be Luke and I against each other. So, um, but it is gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Summertime is here finally. Uh, there will be a day after work where we get together, and uh, we just gotta get schedules because we need someone to be able to record it as we're doing everything so but it's gonna happen luke and i just gotta get on the same page with that and i promise that it will it will happen so but luke's in a singing mood um but anyway that's gonna be it for the episode make sure you share it No, it's just a rendition. I'll just put in the description that uh, also our re- Luke's rendition of "Summertime" by. Dude, you know, I, I was thinking that like maybe I just start singing like our intro. Uh, well, I've been singing "Stained." I've been singing that. It's been a while. That. Like whatever the song of the day is for me, I think it should just be our intro. Maybe I just sing it in. I'll think about it. I don't want to get rid of our trademark though. No. Sounds good to me. I'm okay with that. Um, that's gonna be it. So make sure you guys share it. Have a song of the day segment. That works. All right, that we could do that too. And you have to try to guess it. All right. All right. I like that. Just no black and yellow by Wiz Khalifa. You know what's funny? Before calling you, I got in my car and sometimes my phone just like automatically plays music because it's synced up by Bluetooth. Uh huh. That was not the song I played, but it was a Wiz Khalifa song. See that? That's like telekinesis right there. Yeah, it was uh, actually roll up. You know, I roll up, I roll up. Whenever you come, baby, uh, that one. I, I know well, the that song. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, not my favorite, but it was there, yeah. Uh, you whenever wa- you need me, whenever you call me. Sorry, go ahead. Do you want to do the outro? Do you want to tell everyone what to do? Go, Go ahead. ahead. Subscribe. Click that little button there that says subscribe. Listen. Um, follow us on the Twitter. And do you still post on the Instagram or no? Uh, sometimes. Well, you heard the man. Sometimes. So sometimes it's worth the follow. And we will have YouTube uh, content. We will have YouTube and content. And YouTube channel. Yes. Yes, I'm thinking that we just start getting crazy with it, man. I'm cool with it. You I'm know down. what? I want to go to New I'm York one. I say we just... We just Take the train in New York one day and just ask people questions. We can just do a crazy segment, like a segment of... Nope, don't do it! Jake, this 
Yo, oh, 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 yo, yo, oh, Walmart parking lot. You know what? Craziest people in Strasburg, that's who we should interview, bro. Oh, that'd be a good one. Dude, oh, did I tell you what happened to me a long time ago? Or not even a long time ago, like uh, two weeks ago. No. In this very Walmart parking lot. What happened? I saw a dead guy. What? <laughs> a dead guy, my guy. What? Oh, yeah. Dude, yup, chilling. I called it in. All right, well, step called it in. But ha- still. Really? Kaput, dead, yup. Dude, all right, so I'm going to tell the story quick. All right. Yeah, I mean, we got some time. So we get the, um, the Walmart. We went to the Walmart to get the complete cookie. It's like a protein cookie. Mm-hmm. He's been working out a lot lately, and we just want to try it and, you know, buy something for the house. So we park here, right? We park next to the guy. That's the thing, all right? <laughs> right next to the car. And the dude was like, we thought he was just sleeping, whatever, but, like, he was KO'd, like, mouth open and everything, jaw dropping, and the windows were up. And it was pretty hot at night, so the guy was definitely sweating a little bit. So we don't know how long he was there, but we go in, right? We're in the store for at least like a good half hour because we didn't just get the complete cookie thing. We got other stuff that we needed. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we come out and the guy's still there, bro, like passed out. So somebody else must have called Walmart because we were trying to call Walmart. The line was busy and all of a sudden Walmart or like workers come out and they're like knocking on the window, tapping on the window, fucking, oh, curse number four. Um <laughs> Knocking on the window with a flashlight and everything. Nothing. Kaput. This guy was friolated, bro. Damn. Probably drugs. Yeah, it was. Damn. That's wild. Yeah, dude. Did it, it, did it scar you? Oh, no. No, I thought it was gnarly. <laughs> oh, that happens a lot nowadays in these Walmarts. <laughs> that stuff doesn't scar me because I, I've seen, you know, I, I've seen my fair share of dead people. I mean, they've been, like, loved ones and close ones, but, uh, you know, yeah. Wow. Now, I, didn't, I, I didn't, like, visibly see the guy do it. Now, if I saw the guy, like, off himself, like, with a gun, or if I saw a witness somebody get murdered, I'm thinking that would probably mess with me, but this was just a dead body. That's wild. It must've, he must have, like, just died, though, because, I mean, you would have think someone else that. noticed him. Well, the Walmart workers came out and they said that he'd been there, he was there for hours because he was in the store earlier and he looked like out of it and then he, I guess he just went to his car and just bloop. Hmm. Well, now you had a yeah. sports podcast and a forensics podcast. Oh. Two well, in one. A I, two in one deal. Well, my forensics, my, yeah, my forensics, uh, you know, podcast should be taken off because I did notice that the guy had Missouri license plate. <laughs> All right, there you go. He must have had a long day. Maybe it was an like exhaustion. <laughs> that is possible. Yeah. But poor guy. I figured I'd just share that. Another one bites the you. dust. Oh, Ooh. that's cold blooded, bro. I know. Cold-blooded. But that's gonna do it uh, for this episode. That's do it for today. So make sure you guys do everything we said already. Enjoy that story, and we'll see you next time. Later. All righty. Later.